if you if it's my decoys, if it's a decoy that I got certified, you ain't gonna pass easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise you. Anybody on the East Coast, West Coast, anywhere, if they come to Dallas with these decoys we got here, you ain't passing easy. Hey, what's going on, people? We're here today with um, our next guest, episode number four, um, Derek Rose, Mr. PSA, Mr. Casino Line. <laughs> what's going on, big dog? What's going on, brother? Thanks for having me on, man. Man, nothing much, man. Just been chilling, man. So um, how everything been going? Stand on the grind, man. Just trying to make it, make it through every day. That's uh-huh. it, bro. Trying to make sure the family's good. Yeah, that's one thing, man. Juggle, trying to juggle that work and that family is kind of, it get kind of hard as, sometimes. It's not as easy as a lot of people think it is. No, no, no. I got four. How, how many kids do you have? I have four, man. Four? You didn't caught up. Hey, man. Yeah. My yeah. oldest is 19. My oldest is 19, bro. Okay. 19 years old. I remember him. He was playing football, right? Yeah, he's playing football now. Yeah. Okay, in college, he's in college now? In college. He's playing in Arkansas. Okay, okay. DB? DB. Okay, okay, cool. Okay. You, did you play any sports? I played basketball majority of my school years, but I played football too. I quit football in ninth grade. Shouldn't have okay. quit, man. Should have stuck with it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I'll be trying to tell my daughter now. She run track. I just came back from the Junior Olympics with her. And she, you know, she kind of up and down with it, but I'm trying to tell her to stick with it because she's good without really trying hard, you know. What is, what is she running at track? She runs the uh, 200, 400, and she was on the 4 by one also. I bet, I bet she got that from her mama. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey. I ain't even going to talk myself up, but I was, I was pretty fast. I was running like 10 sixes, 10 fives, 10 sixes in high school. Oh, yeah, you had some wheels, man. Yeah. So I tore my ACL. And, and did you over. use that at decoying? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, man, so look, we're going to switch gears for a little bit. I, I want to ask, how did you, um, how did you first get into, um, dog training and, Kind of who was your mentor and who kind of brought you along the way? When it, start, when it comes to just dog training in general, I started with a guy named Dennis Moore in Conway, Little, Arkansas. He's a detective in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's the guy that really introduced me to, like, professionally doing dog training. Uh, when it comes to the sport world, which I'm heavy in the PSA, uh, Corey Pham was my mentor when it came to PSA. So that's how I got into the dog training world as a whole. So did you do something before that? Like, were you uh, what, what I was, was a cop. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was a, I was in law enforcement uh, before I got into dogs, and then uh, before I started doing dogs full time, um, I was in corporate America. 
I was the district manager for the Better Business Bureau. I was sales executive for Nextel Communication before they merged with Sprint. So mm-hmm. I was lost in the corporate America world. And then just one day I went home to my wife and told her, well, she was my girlfriend at the time, hey, I'm done. I'm done with corporate America. I'm going to uh, do my own thing. That's yeah. it. And everything else is behind us now. Yep, yep, yep. So sometimes, man, like I got into dogs, like I was a vet tech first, so it just took, I was in vet tech for like I remember. 20 I remember. years. And then um, from there, I just kind of took that and uh, I was around like military working dogs and training dogs while I was a kid. Well, not really trained. My dad trained, but it was kind of like on some just pet pet obedience, you know. Yeah. And I really wasn't, you know, where I am now. But um, transitioning to that entrepreneur role and just dropping everything to do your own thing. Uh, yeah, you know, that kind of take a lot of. Yeah, it takes a lot of guts. Yeah, it takes a lot of guts. It was hard for me. It was hard for me for the first three to five years. Um, used to making eighteen, eighteen every week when I was working mm-hmm. uh, in corporate America, and going down to like six hundred dollars a month. <laughs> right. That's what it. It started off as so it was really rough, man. A lot of people see like, oh man, he's building this house, he's building this, and it was it was really hard. So put a lot of sweat and tears into getting where I'm at now, and I'm still not where I want to be. Still working at it. Yeah, that's some that's some um high 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 aspirations you got there. Because it looks like it looks like. Right now, you're doing pretty good for yourself. You come a long, a long, long way from when I first started watching you. I think it was like 2012, 2013. I think you was just yeah. starting like just getting into PSA. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't think you had a dog. I don't remember seeing you with a dog, but you had. Hey, you, were, you I had work- a corso. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I remember you had some corsos. That used to be yeah. your thing though before, right? That was my thing, man. Corsos. So you still mess with them at all? No. I still train them. But his own one for myself, no. Oh, okay. So never, hold, never hey, again. he said never again. <laughs> hey, hold on one second, man. Hey, let me step out and go get my charger for this thing before it cut off on me. All right, cool. Oh Lord. So yeah, man. So why you say you wouldn't uh own another course though? Man, it's nothing against the breed. It's just, it's not for me now, you know? You know, you live and you learn the longer you're in this dog world. Um, and then you just got bad breeders out there now. You got people that's breeding them just for the money. They're not looking to, like, breed the dog what it was bred to do, you know? And that was to be a guardian. And then those dogs more like just pets now, overweight pets. There you go. With bad nerves. I was hoping you wasn't gonna give me one of the PC answers. No, no. Yeah, but I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Um, I had somebody try to give me one. I told them I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's not no, for me. No. I'll get it and I'll train it. I'll make it somebody else's pet, but I don't want to keep it. Yeah, sure. you know, teach his own. You know, like it's nothing against the breed. Nothing against the people that's breeding them. Not against the people. Nothing against the people that wants to own that breed. But for my personal use, it. It's not built to do the job that I needed to do. My so, family is number one, mm-hmm, and they, they can't mm-hmm. protect my family. 
what what did you what made you make that switch oh i'll tell you the story <laughs> all right so one day we had training and uh, i had a, a black corso his name was legend he bites really good man mm-hmm. solid solid dog man but i told coy hey man i want to see what his defense is like right so i'm gonna I'm back tie him and i want you to put some pressure on him and see where he's at i said if i see the slightest kink in his leash stud right man coy got on him bro and i saw that leash just bag up just a little bit there was some slack in it i thought stop he's out of here next week i had a mellow walk. <laughs> oh, what was the mellow that wasn't casino that was caution gosh, gosh, gosh. okay caution. i sold caution um at first i wasn't gonna sell it right mm-hmm. so the story behind caution is i imported casino and two of his little mates right so i was like okay Caution, let's see how you hold up. See if you earn your keep. Right. So he did good. I went out and did a PSA, PDC. Mm-hmm. The guy was still at the place. He still wanted to buy him. I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and just throw him in the ones. He wasn't ready. Right. So I was like, I throw him in the ones. They shot the gun. Out. He got up out of the Dow. I said, oh, yeah. that's all I need. I just needed you to fail. Right. <laughs> so, so the next day, that Monday, that was a Sunday, that Monday, I sold him for 13.5. Which was cheap, you know, thirteen thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. Really cheap. And um I started with casino. Okay. Tasha was a good dog too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, casino, he's a, he made a mark in the world in the dog world for sure. Like Yeah, casino definitely helped me out. Yeah. So from from me first seeing them to seeing the beginning stages of training. Um yeah. and the training like philosophy, like what before you met Coy how much did your training change like the way you you train like the application um i was always doing reward based mm-hmm. type training but understanding how to communicate with the dog a lot better the sport world added that to me and koi had a lot to do with uh with the success that i'm having today with my dog um I wasn't big on compulsion training, but I was big on like correction, reward, correction, reward. But Corey was like, hey, you don't have to use so many corrections. Right. You need more rewards, more rewards. And that can eliminate most of your corrections that you really don't even need. So, uh, yeah, Corey, Corey had a big part. It changed big time with Corey. Okay. Yeah. And I train my pet dogs the exact same way I train my competition dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything no different. Um, a lot of people, a lot of trainers, they would train the dogs. The pet dogs would be more like e-collar based, pin collar, you know, because they want to get a quick, fast result, turn it over, give it to the client, get a new client. Mm-hmm. Me, I want to have a long relationship with the client. I want to train it the same way we train our competition dog. And that would get them more involved in the training instead of relying on the e-collar. That's just my mindset. Because you... I did do the e-collar before and more of uh, a customer saying, I always have to have the collar. Always have to have the collar. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want the customer saying, hey, I'm enjoying working with my dog. We have a great bond now. We communicate on another level now because we're you're paying the dog every for every behavior that he or she 
is giving you. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. my mindset. I don't know what yours is like, but that's so, my mindset. So, well, I mean, yours is obviously, I'm looking to other people for a different direction because one, I can see that you're the, that the dog understands on a consistent basis better than the dogs that I'm training. You got what I'm saying? So I know that the system, there's something different in what my application versus uh, other people who I hold the higher esteem. You got me? Yeah. And, and, and with that being said, like the the way you do things, I can steal some of that. Mm -hmm. Maybe the way I do things, you can steal some of that Mm -hmm. and put it in your toolbox. And when you need it, you go to the toolbox and use it because each dog is different. Right. Each dog is different. Some dogs just don't have any food drive. So what are you going to use to motivate that dog? Right. You know, some dogs you can you can go a day or two days without the dog eating. You still don't have any food drive. One is because the dog has bad nerves. The dog is more concerned about someone near he or she that's going to harm them than they are on surviving. Right. I eat. So you know you know how it goes with these dogs. Yeah. So so. I think I have a dog off of your, off of, I think it's a Christina grandson. It's Con. Off a dog named Con? Con? Yeah, yes. 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 How is that dog doing? So I just got him yesterday. He's not, he's not personally mine. Um, right. He belongs to a client of mine and I just got him back yesterday. I think he's eight months now. Yeah. Uh, he's a little, he's hot headed. <laughs> um, is he really? I just got him yesterday. He's a little, he's a little hot, but I don't know if that comes from, the lifestyle he was living for the seven months or yeah. is it just like that he definitely don't like to be corrected at all you know oh so he, so he'll come up the leash uh it's not bad because he's a puppy you know what i'm saying he's young but i think if he if i was to let him go and just keep doing it yeah it would be it'll get bad but uh yeah so, oh, i'm gonna have to hang up i'm gonna have to block these phone calls oh, i yeah. should have called oh, I, man. I can't tell that it's happening you can't good. No, I'm, I can't. I'm, I can't. Smell like a champ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. if you see on Facebook, they always say I went to the phone anyway. Yes, indeed. But yeah, man, um, it's a nice. He, he's definitely a nice looking puppy. He seems smart. I only did like two sessions with him so far since yesterday. Okay. And um, yeah, let me know how you're doing. He's doing. He's, like he seems like he's gonna be pretty smart. Um, so all black dog. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's all black. He's all black. Yeah, he's big too. But yeah. for, for eight months old, he's almost the size of my grown dog oh really yeah i don't know how big yeah, the, the kind dog is i've never seen him in person he's big that dog okay. vicious okay that dog he's vicious cool cool yeah i hope i hopefully he turned out right but the people who have him he's not gonna be working you know what i'm saying yeah he's just gonna be that yeah, personal kinda, protection dog kind of like a deterrent dog they don't want nothing too crazy you know okay but I yeah man you. Yes, indeed. But that's 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 good to know, man. Like I see, I watch Coy's videos. I think he was like recording stuff on like Venmo because he wasn't too like heavy on like Facebook and stuff. Yeah, and I was like, him off Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this dude, man, he's he's uh he got it going on as far as like oh, the Coy, understanding Coy of the dog and this and that. Mm, and he's really good. Yeah, and I feel like you've taken that the knowledge that you've got from him and just you know went far yeah. with that and you're able to teach people um correct teach your team so you know somebody told me this the other day like you're not a leader until you can teach what you've been taught you know that's when you become a leader 
Right. And so I was like, oh, that's yeah. Become a leader. That's cool. Yeah, so Koi, that's one thing. Like, I think I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. But I think Koi is. He's. That's one thing I will say I think he's better at than I am. And that's like taking like a really green handler mm-hmm. and, and, and grooming him up. I'm good at it, but I think he's just a little better at it. And that's just me being honest because his patience using not be like they are now. He's very, very patient. Right. And I'm where he used to be with no patience. Right. <laughs> so I guess the older I get, I'll start being more like him because when someone comes to me with a dog that can't do it, that's not genetically built to do the work, I'm like, hey, move on to the next dog. Why squeeze tomato paste from orange? It's impossible. Right. Let's not waste our time on that. Right. But Koi is more like, okay, let's take our time. Let's build them right. Yeah, and I'm the furthest he can take that dog. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I'm more like, nah, you ain't going to make it. You're not going to make it. Now, if it's a personal protection dog, okay, yeah, then we can work with it. But for a high-level competition dog, I'm like, no. You're going to show me what you can do at eight weeks? At eight weeks, I'll make the decision on if you're going to make it or not. Okay. Some people think you're crazy. Some people think I'm crazy. But, hey, I've been pretty good at picking them so far. Yeah, you kind of like – I have. I think I have that same uh, outlook. <laughs> when the dog's young – and he shows me a little bit of something young. I'm like, man, I don't like that. That's coming back. Yeah, like, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see that again. And yeah. uh, and I've, I've, I've done that a couple times. And and you I'll will it, see it again. Yeah, you will I'll, see it. And it always comes back. Even when I it's give him a chance, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna hold on to him because he's doing this good or that good. And then, yeah, you know, the dog gets two, three years old, and then you're like, damn, I knew it. I knew it. That bag of nerves dropped right in your lap. Right, and then it's gonna come right. at the worst time, like yeah, the worst at time. A yeah, man, I had a dog one time. I took to a personal protection competition, and we were like in this horse, this horse arena. Yeah, and he had like a long down, so you know you down in motion, and then you walk down, and then you have to wait on the dog for about three minutes or so, two or three minutes. And so I'm just waiting and waiting, and then um, you can hear like the horses in the background and stuff, you know. And she just started looking around. I'm like, <laughs> She's looking at, and it's not like she never seen the dog, never seen horses before. We trained like with them, you know, but she was acting super weirded out. Like the place had these big, you know, the huge fans in the indoor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She was just looking all weird at it. I said, oh my gosh, you can't even it focus. Comes back. Yeah. It but comes back. yeah, I seen that early on in life, you know, and uh, yeah. And it's a couple of dogs that I people other people see, and he's like, "Oh man, I want a puppy off." I said, "Man, I, I didn't, breed, I never bred that dog." You know, like and he's like, "Why you still got him?" Like he's a good protection dog; he will bite you, you know. But he do his job. I, yeah, he do. He he could do pretty good, but I don't. I don't want to breed him, you know. And then uh, somebody paid me to stud because it's one dog I had one time, and I bred him once. But you know, my standards you, have gone up recently. You in Atlanta, right? I'm in Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, man. I gotta come by and visit you next time I'm there. Yeah, I, I seen that you uh you uh I think it was Kurt and Rashida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get people. They're good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I seen uh that you had that dog and uh I'll get, got yeah, Mendeezy too, them. man. Um I gotta bring him his he got a new one coming. Mendeezy. Okay. So I gotta bring it down there. When I come down there, I'm gonna come by and holler at you, man. He in Atlanta? I thought he was in New York yeah. or something. 
No, no, he's in Atlanta now. Okay. Yeah, everybody. Him and Yandy, Everybody moved to Atlanta, man. Man, you got a lot of you rocking with all the um celebrities. Yeah, they just normal people though. Yeah, they are, they are, they are. Like once they I started know. kicking it with a couple of them, it's just it's yeah. the same. You know, you just and, and they want to be normal, like you know everybody. what I'm saying? Yeah, they want to be normal. Yeah, because some yeah, people just exactly. aggravate, and I could never be like on the groupie style stuff, you know. No, man, please. I'm a grown yeah. man. I, I, the only autograph I need is on a check. That's the only ooh, autograph I you need. You sound like that. I don't even need that. I need Venmo, Zelle. <laughs> what is it? Cash out. Yeah, you know, you just sit. They got all these different Make sure your fingers work, you know. Just make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, man. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So the your, the road to the to your uh, get, obtaining the PSA 3 on Casino, Talk about that a little bit. Like, how how rough was that, and um, how challenging was that from start to finish? Like, uh, Casino made my job easy, man. That dog mm-hmm. made my job so easy because he was able to do everything. You show him something once, he got it, right? So I, I breezed through PDC. Mm-hmm. I breezed through the PSA 1 when you only had to pass it one time. But my PSA 1 was in a storm. Man, like it was lightning and everything out there, bro. You could barely see my dog. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was proud of him for like passing that thing. Um, I had some bumps and bruises in the level two. Level two is because I'm not going to say it's conflict. If anybody's competing in the sport, I say get in the twos and get out as fast as possible because your dog will start like, how you said, your dog will anticipate everything. Right, the down in between the two decoys. Casino passed, failed it like twice, and then he was like, oh, "I already know all this. He can do it by himself without me on the field, pretty much." So it started making you look bad. So I got in the level threes, and that was like, "Okay, here we go. This is what I trained for. I always do random shit, right? Mm-hmm. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, you good, brother. Hey, <laughs> I, I always do random shit." It's never, it's never, okay, I'm going to do this routine, I'm going to do the scenario, and I'm going to train over and over and over and do that uh-huh. because I know my dog is too smart for that. I do random shit. So when I got into threes, I passed that easy. Level threes was easier to me than a level twos because it was like, all right, because, you know, let's just train. This is training for us. Right. So my, my road to the threes was fun. It ended too early. I recommend Anybody who's getting into any sport, take your time. Because once you get done and you retire your dog, you have nothing else left to do. Nothing else left to do. Yeah, you do. My dog, what? Get another dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Hey, so listen, you wanna you wanna you wanna Floyd Mayweather that situation. You know what I'm saying? You wanna get yeah. that, go to the next weight class and start accomplishing <laughs> more things. You on on the handler side, you want to get as many threes as you can. Yeah, you got a point there, but Casino is like that's like my baby, man. So now he's like he's going crazy. He don't listen well for damn. Yeah, I lost a hundred dollars on a call off bet, and my dog had one of the best call offs ever. Yeah, man went out there and lost a hundred bucks. He don't out. I have to right. tell him like four times. I'm like, man. Fuck it, you earned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> so now he just rides with my wife. He that's did, it. yeah. But that's all he 
it's cool to have that that one dog, you know. And I think my biggest mistake is having four, three, four dogs at the same time, trying to bring try to bring them all up to get the equal stuff and then get rid of, you know, then I sell them. But the holds like this, I'm trying to do it different with the dog that I have now. I just got a a bull herder from the UK. Uh, okay. The dog uh, Reaper. Somebody else got told me about them dogs. It's the Mallee mix with what? So this particular dog is a, his his mom's a Malinois, and his dad is a Malinois Pressa Pitbull. Yeah. So they I've come from, about from Bull Vision Kennels. I think right now in the States, there's only three of them here. Uh, three yeah. of them that came from that program. Because a lot of people try to do that mix, but don't get the same quality of dog. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I made my decision to go over there. Once I went over there and I worked them, um, I just feel like they have a different standard. Their bad dogs are like a decent dog here. You got what I'm saying? That's, that's usually how it goes over there. Yeah, so, like, yeah, once I was there and I'm working him, I'm like, oh, they like, oh, I don't like this dog. He's kind of, he has this, this, and this, and this wrong with him. It's a lot of complaints. And I'm like, oh, he's decent, you know. But none of the dogs have a bad bite. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't work. It, well, I think we worked, we had an event. It was, like, 40 dogs. I didn't see no dogs with, like, shabby bites, like, biting with their front teeth. All the groups yeah. are full, pushing and I was like, dang, this this is it's gotta be a genetic component to that, you know. Yeah, and so it has to be my dog, uh when I got him, he was 10 weeks old and he was already like on a softer suit top, you know, just I didn't never have to work on his grip ever. Like are you, you know, are you gonna compete with that dog? That's the plan, bro. But it's hard, it's hard. Which sport? Which sport? <laughs> I'm trying to do PSA. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, bring me up there, man. We'll do a workshop. Yeah, so I shoot. I need it. Let me tell you, I need it bad. I need a one on one, God dog. Cause uh, hey, you, you can fly down here whenever, brother. Get some work in. Mm-hmm. We definitely do it. Yeah, because uh, right now my biggest thing. I think I say this on every episode. I've said this, but my dog, uh, blowing up, blowing me off for the reward. Like he's doing what I ask him. But if I say yes and try to reward him, he's like, he'll bite it. And then space straight back on the decoy. You got what I'm saying? How old is he? He is, he just made a year. Okay. So he's 12 months old. Hey, Casino did me the same way. He'll blow okay. me off for the reward when there's a decoy out there. Mm-hmm. I'll show you how to fix it. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. You don't have to yeah. give away yeah. all the juice. Yeah, I'll I show you how to fix Casino did me the same exact way. And I told Coy, I said, man, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And right. he showed me how to fix it. It definitely makes you want to reevaluate the whole process with them. It makes you oh want to be God. like, man, is this yeah. the right path? Is this the right dog for this? You know? Yeah, and just spit it out poop, and look right at the decoy. <laughs> so I have, an, I have another dog that I imported from uh, Apex Canine, which is over there in the UK also. And no problems with that dog. He takes a reward. He could be in mid-fight. And he's like, oh, yes. You know, guard. Mm-hmm. He guards. You can call him off the guard. Yes, reward. No no issues. And I, I don't know if, I don't know. I think some of it is that pit bull stuff, though. But yeah, man, like I said, he, he it's just a task, man. It's, it's, it, when I say working my nerves, it works my nerves so bad. Like, 
Have you tried? Have you tried just turning them around from the decoy? Yes, but see, this is what he does. Okay, so say I'm in getting the heel. He knows that focus, obedience. He's he's probably gonna get a bite. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're doing reward bites. I was. So I had this. Is how I started them. I had them on the table. And so I'm like changing positions, sit down, stand, sit down, stand, turn them on, turn them off. And then when he was smaller, like eight months, I was giving him a, letting him bite. So then just me and him, I give him the. You froze, you froze up. I can see you now, you move. Okay. Yeah, so when it's just me and him, I would give him the tug and then he takes it when it's just me and him. He'll play with it, and, you know. But with the so then I would put the man in front of him, sit down, stand, then try to give it to him. He's not taking. It. He's listening to me, but his focus is not on me. It's on on the decoy. You got me? Yeah. So so start the decoy out probably thirty yards and okay. play with him with the tub. Put him in the hill. Play with him with the tub. Then gradually bring the decoy in closer, playing with the tub, playing with the tub. And then you won't have that issue. I guarantee you. Okay. That's one way you can do it. All right. Hey, I'm That's flying one. out for the, the other ways. That's the fact. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah we can do that. So, yeah, man. So, if you don't know, or you can't see it now, right now, my passion is uh, overtraining. Well, not over, yeah, overtraining and doing all the technical stuff is decoying and teaching other people to, to yeah. decoy. I've been watching you. I've been watching you for a while, man. So, I like what you do. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. So, um, how how was your? Because I feel like PSA needs a little more flavor to their decoy. Yeah, you got what I'm saying. Yeah, and. I hope they see this and they can listen to what I'm saying. A little okay. more flavor. You got what I'm saying? Like, I just yeah. hate, I hate to go to the competition and see this. Everybody look the same. Not look the same, but they say the same thing. They, you know, hey, get that dog out of here. You know, it's everything is like. Robotic. Yeah, you can't. You should be able to approach a, the carjacking situation. Hey, how you doing? And, it, you know, kind of freestyle a little bit. You can. Yeah, ver but nobody does. Nope. Yeah, nobody. You should. You should. You should say what you want to say right there. As long as yeah. uh, it's appropriate. Yeah, right. Say what you want to say right there. Yeah. So, you know, when we put our competition on, we kind of just wing it. Hey, man, you're this is the scenario. And then within that box, you you can kind of do what you want, you know, say yeah. what you want to say, have the charisma you want to have, because every dog's not going to be the same. Some dogs are going to be quiet until you walk up. Some dogs are going to be then out the window before you you know, approach and this yeah. it should be different. This the the you know the courage test. It's like, hey, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to what's going on. You got me? When we're doing yeah. the, the courage test, you're just like, hey, get that dog out of here. But this person's sending their dog to bite you. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just weird. Get that dog out of here and then they sending the dog down. Yeah, everybody says the same thing. Everybody. I'm talking about it's worldwide. They say, Hey, get that dog out of here. I'm like, can y'all say something else? I went and trained with your boy, uh Jarvis and uh yeah Jarvis Scott in Orlando I was just there for on vacation that's my guy and so I'm like man I gotta peel off and do something so I hit him up 
And I'm like, man, if y'all um if y'all working, let me know what time I I come get some work in. So I went over there, and then they was doing the the uh, I think it's the two with the scenario where they say, hey, this person got your bag, or he's getting away, or whatever. Yeah, the call off. Yeah. So when I turn and I did it, and I'm saying, you know, I'm telling them, hey man, that person got your do- your bag, blah, blah blah. Everybody was like, oh, that seems so real, you know. It just you know, and it wasn't like like everybody else. You got me. Yeah, you changed it. Yeah, changed it up a little bit. Even though I was kind of saying the same, it was along the same lines. Yeah, that changes it changes it for the dog too and the handler. Like it makes it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, and that's and that's that's one thing I was saying. Like in the twos, Mm -hmm. get in and get out as quick as you can because your dog would key off everything that the decoy was saying. So as soon as the dog hears, "Hey man, he got my wallet," the dog's like. I'm going to anticipate this. I'm going to break this down. Yes. You lose five points for the down. Five or ten. Ten or five points. Right. You lose them points because your dog breaks it down. So I see what you're saying about everyone saying the same thing. No one is having their own, putting their own spin on it. They all just feeding off each other. Yeah, because I, I, after I heard them talk about it, like in a decoy camp or whatever, after I heard them say, like, what you can and can't do, I'm like, I mean, it sounds like they're giving them free you know, but nobody, I think they just do whatever their mentor or the person who taught them says. And then, yeah, that's all they're doing. And it just now, goes. When it, comes to, when it comes to our sport PSA, right? I I want more African Americans to be involved in the sport. Right. And I, and I voice this to uh, the other directors, the assistant directors. I voice this to whomever. I want more African Americans to be involved in PSA. I don't want it to just be a Caucasian sport. I don't want it to just be just one race. I want it to be more diverse. And our sport is not diverse right now. It's because a lot of people are like, mm, I don't want to join in. Mm, they don't treat people right. Hey, I'm going to tell you, PSA, they don't treat people bad, you know? It might be a person here and there that, that bumped head with some people. But the sport as a general, in, in general is not a bad sport. It's not like, okay, Jerry Bradshaw, he's going to treat every person bad unless you're Caucasian. No, that's not the case, man. I just want more of our people to come in, be more involved. Jerry Bradshaw took me in. Mm-hmm. I was only a decoy for six months or so. Jerry Bradshaw went to the directors and told him, hey, this guy is good. He's so good. He could be a national level decoy. So my first year, I was, a na- I was selected as a national level decoy. I put in the work, but Jerry Bradshaw saw me put in the work, and then he he spoke on my behalf for everyone to vote me in. So, man, you you getting involved. I got Jarvis Scott involved. I had Manuel with Tycal K9. He got involved. He's not in it now. Uh, my boy Josh uh, out in California with Kelly K9. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's still dibbling, dabbling in it. I know Oscar. They're in it. Oscar out at Elevated K9 in, Cal- mm-hmm. in L.A. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I want, I want more people. They don't have to just be African American. I want more Asians in it. I want more, um, hell, Indians in it. <laughs> I Bro, just want it's to a be lot of sport. people. It's a lot of people because before I even, I competed in PSA. Um, Amanda Caldron, I think she called me one day. She's yeah. like, "Hey, we're having a competition this weekend. It's gonna be in Georgia." Blah blah blah. I didn't know jack about PSA. Nothing. I didn't know none of the rules. Mm-hmm. And 
I think she called me either that the morning of or the day before. I'm like, I just grabbed my dog and I just went. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm entering in this and this. And so at the time, I just was training. So I didn't know about focus healing and nothing. But I know my dog yeah. heals. She just, she's not going to break the heel. She, yeah. she, I can get everything done. So through all of the little, the minor uh you know deductions that they give you for the speed coming in this is where i started really being like oh it's a big difference in the way i train and uh yeah and, and what's expected for this and so uh you know they want your dog coming to you fast they want your dog turn on with all the barking and stuff at the car because like my dog didn't do all that because i hated her to be at the end of the leash barking and i'm not letting you go like when i say go go you know yeah but I, I didn't want her like gas and now you know how your dog could get tired of just pulling yeah you get tired from all the barking yeah so i'm just like hey shut up until it's time to go then i send them but i passed i passed uh got the pdc i didn't know nothing about that you know and so yeah um i just try to get more and more people involved in something uh that's sanctioned or organized you know and so you can you know not just say because because the knock on us right now is it's not sanctioned. It's a backyard competition and blah, 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 whatever. But the level of what you need to pass or win is pretty high. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and you're talking about your protection dog uh, competition, right? Yeah, the throwdown. Yeah, I it's like so, that, man. Yeah, so it's... it's I, I like what y'all are doing. It's pretty good. You have to have a good dog to do it. You know, you're not going to just come yeah. up with no... You know, because a lot of people come with good dogs. And then they you think that the that we think is that the thing is all about running dogs, but it's not like if your dog cannot pass the entry level of what we put together, it should not be a protection dog. That is fact. Like, I don't know, but I think that people lower the standard of what a working dog should be so they can just take their pet and do it, you know? Yeah. I I have these arguments with, with our sport too. Like the reason I got involved in a sport Mm -hmm. Is because it was the closest thing then to personal protection. Right. I'm personal protection first, sports second, right? Right. So my dogs are not the little, hey, I'm just 100% sport dog. I'm a point dog. That's all I am. No, mm-hmm. not with me. Not with me. So I, I want, like PDC, I want it to be harder. Mm-hmm. The sport doesn't want it to be harder because they want more people to come. Yeah, because at I the end of the day, it's, it's business too, though. It's not just yeah. So, so yeah, I understood that. But if you if it's my decoy, if it's a decoy that I got certified, you ain't gonna pass easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise you. Anybody on the East Coast, West Coast, anywhere, if they come to Dallas with these decoys we got here, you ain't passing easy. I don't care what grievance you send in to PSA. I don't care about any of that. You step on the field with us, you and your dog going to earn it. I guarantee you that. And you don't have to edit this shit out. You can put this out to everybody. (laughs) I want them to know. If you want to know you earned it, come here. Come to Dallas. Come to one of the deep court camps where you got me, you got Jared Fulton, you got Val, you got Jarvis Scott, you got Josh Kirby, you got, um, who else? A guy named Daniel. Um, man, we got some decoys that here gonna put some heat on your dog. <laughs> I know I missed a few decoys. I'm sorry, right. I forgot you. but those guys right there, I just told you, you gonna earn it. 
Yeah, man, because it's a presence. Even though you're doing the same thing, people don't understand. Yeah, like that, that makes a it's, it's it makes a big difference. Your presence makes a big difference. Exactly. But, uh, you know, saying like when you when you scream, if you continue to scream, do you let them get the grip first before you stop screaming? It's a lot that all that matters. Yeah, right. And uh, uh sometimes you don't even have to make a noise to get in the dog's head. Right. Some of these dogs are so conditioned of someone screaming, oh, that means I stay in here because he's screaming. Right. What's gonna happen if he ain't saying nothing? Oh crap! Did I did I screw up? Am I doing mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, it's, it's all those little things matter, man. And the decoys we got, man, them got they gonna put it on you and your dog. <laughs> right, man. We, we we get so many complaints. You you gotta you gotta come out one time, man. You gotta come out to the uh, to the competition. I think I'm gonna probably put it I, on I a, again in March. Um, I have to, or we can get together and do something. You know, that's good too. I, I've been trying to. I, I, for a while there, I was talking to uh, Manuel and Josh. We was all thinking about putting on this like big personal protection tournament. And I need to give it to guys, man. And we all need to come together and put something on and let everyone know that we all can work together as one. That's what it's all about. Well, you don't have to and, say nothing else. Yeah, leave egos, leave e- egos at the house, on the front porch, at the car, whatever. Just come out enjoy each other and put it out there to look look yeah. we can train I'm, I'm with it because one thing i'm not i don't like to do is a lot of just just i don't like to do a lot of talking like when somebody tell me something I'm like yeah. that man let's let's get it so when i get off the phone with you i'm probably already gonna start a little bit of something i'll shoot you something else yeah. and then it's already in motion and then putting it in motion way ahead of time it makes you kind of stick to it versus just talking yeah, about exactly. it, you know what i'm saying and once like you some, it out there you're like shit i said that Yep. I got to deal with it. Yep. So sometimes I don't put out events before I even had a clue what the hell. I'm like, this day, this day is going to be this this competition. I'm like, man, y'all better cop on board because this is what it is. And this is the day that's going to be. And so it just make you stick to, you know, hold to it. Because if you don't, you'll be like, oh, I'm not going to do that this year. And then next year, and yeah. then it's going to be years and years. And, you know, procrastination is the killer of dreams. Yeah, so. we definitely, we all, we all, all definitely have to get together and do something to do something. Because one knock that I get so tired of hearing about African-Americans is that we don't know how to work together. I hate that. It's true. <laughs> but, it. but, it's uh, so true. It's so yeah, true, but we true. can change that narrative if we all put our egos to the side. This is what I think it is, though. Everybody has a status. And yeah. there, there, there's somebody in their said area, right? Yes. One thing is they don't want to look less of what they are yeah. when they get in the midst of people who know more than them or have have exactly. accomplished more. So you to hold your status, you have to just either you have to stay away because it's yep. a, it's going to be exposure. Just like when I started this, a lot of people don't want to be on here because they don't want to say the wrong thing because they're going to feel like I know more. The person who interviewed before more and more the people who the business people looking at me may say, oh, dang, I can't believe he didn't know that. And he's been training dogs for 20 years. Listen, I don't have an ego like that. To, and you don't have no the juice. Perfect. Right. Right. No, you don't know everything. Right. And the day you know everything, you need to hang your little pinch collar, your e-collar, your leash. You need to hang it up and be done. Right. I'm not one of those guys that's going to act and pretend like I know everything. 
I know enough, but I can always add to that. Right. And and coming on here, man, I've I've done these things podcast. I I'm gonna be me. I don't give a damn who's in yeah. front of me. I'm gonna be me. And if I get in a room with someone who's accomplished more than I have in the dog world, don't mean nothing to me. I'm right where I'm at. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I don't have to be where you at. Right. You're comfortable up there. I'm comfortable right here. So people need to leave that alone, man. Get that out of their heads thinking that, hey, if I go around this person or that person, that I'm going to be beneath them. BS. Yeah. I ain't beneath no man. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's between that and thinking that they're going to give away their secret to making their money. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like much- some people, you ever been around people who just think they have the juice and then like, so I'm a t- I'm a likable guy, right? And I, I'm yeah. around people. And then when somebody comes, I can meet them for the first time and I can give them a full course on dog training or decoying or whatever. And then I'll have people tell me, hey, man, you're giving it all away for free. You need to, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, listen, bro, I don't have to do this. I didn't create this. Like people have been decoying before I've been around. People have been dog training before I've been around. And I'm just blessing the man or whoever, woman, whatever, you know, from just being in my presence. And decoying and dog training is a field thing. You can't, I can't talk to you and teach you that in one day, even though I did say it. It's, they got YouTube exactly. and all that. You have That's to get what people don't understand. Yeah. People don't understand that. You can give them all that knowledge because God put it up on you to give it to them, right? He blessed mm-hmm. you with it. You bless others. Doesn't mean that person is going to take the advice that you've given them and apply it because you can give it to them in one day but they're not going to get where you're at the next day. It's going to take them some years to get where you're at. With mm-hmm. the information you still provided them, they're not going to get there the next day. So why not? Why not give it to them? Yeah, I'm not worried right. about creating competition for myself or nothing. I mean, to be yeah. honest, honest with you, there's people, okay, there's people who are dead broke as dog trainers, right? But get on Instagram and just act like they have everything going on. It literally takes... It literally takes two dogs a month for you to survive and live a decent life, right? Yeah. For some people, one dog can, you could train one dog in a six-week program and do that every six weeks, and you can live a okay life. It's better than working some jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, you got a point. But people don't you understand that. Like, they want to take 20 dogs for a low price, Right. Not it's, me. Instead of, I'm taking two dogs, two to three dogs every six six to eight weeks. That's it. And that's enough Man. money for me to do whatever I feel like doing. Well, you can ask anybody. We don't do two-week programs. Right. We don't do none of that. I would rather have an elephant than 100 mice. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to overwork myself. I'm not going to have a plate that I can't provide people quality service. That's where you get a lot of complaints at. If you got 20, 40, 50 dogs, but you don't have a staff to, to train those dogs, then you're going to get a lot of complaints. No one is going to be happy with you. You know what I'm saying? So if you lower the quality, the quantity, but raise the quality, yes, you're heading in the right direction. That's all I want. I want... And then I don't I don't do levels of training like uh, <laughs> level one, two and three. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. Like, I don't I don't do that. They say, what is my dog going to know 
when he leaves. I don't do it either. And so I say, I'm going to spend do the best that I can do with this dog in six weeks. So if that's him being able to be in Home Depot in the public off leash and the whole nine, because every dog's different. Some dogs may need a little more time, some less. Correct. But because I've had some dogs in the first three, four weeks, they already doing almost everything that I asked them to do. And then just two weeks of just refining it at the end. But I don't put a limit on it, you know. And then yeah, so if they, if they if they're doing real good, I'll start doing some tricks, shake my hand, spin around, bark, speak, you know, and I'll just do something else to add on to it. But I really don't. I really don't separate it. I don't, I don't do the level one, two, and three either. Because I'm like, who made the guidelines for the level one? Who made the guidelines for the level two? Who made right. the guidelines for the level three? What makes a dog a personal protection level three dog? What makes that dog that? Right. Nothing. I, the, I, his obedience and all of that. I mean, you. I guess I as the owner, you would have to make that, uh, you know, you would have to make that criteria yourself. But I, I try to not to. Yeah. Yeah, like, man, you want to give the owner of the dog something to do once the dog leaves you, right? right. And that's keeping up with the training. Keeping right. up with the training, making it fun for them, making them not rely on the e-collar. Right. Man, you don't you don't want this pet dog owners to always have to rely. Which one of those people are going to walk around with an e-collar all day? And then when they go, and they get out, he's not uh, listening. Go <laughs> yeah, dead on you. Charge. No, you don't want to do that. Yes. But that's nothing against the people that teach that. But to me, I think that they're more worried about getting you in, getting getting some, getting you in, getting you out, getting someone else in. Revolving right. door. Yeah. Eventually, I think you're gonna have a revolving door of new people, though. Nobody's gonna come back. You're not gonna have those yeah. return clients because I get a lot of people from like those dog training chains yeah, that only use e-collar or whatever. And they're yeah. like, he listens, but he doesn't, I can't take the collar off. You know, uh, if he, if he takes the collar, he's going to run from me, you know, like whatever. And I'm like, well, he's conditioned to the, to the collar. He knows yeah, he when it's on, when more. it's off. Yeah. So yeah, no, nah, I don't do that. I just really started using the e-collar for, uh, you know, to get certain behaviors with like a low stem and then reward. Yes, yeah. Uh, kind of on some like the knee popo type stuff. But, but you uh, know, with the e collar, you know, I don't know if someone told you the little trick about the e collar, putting some cologne on the neck, desensitizing your dog to the e collar. Mm-hmm. And then once you start using the e collar, the dog, um, the dog senses the smell less the e collar been on his neck. So eventually you just put some cologne on the neck without the e-collar the dog left he got it on me again right has, has anyone ever showed you that no i, n- I never heard that but i, I can <laughs> see how that can go it's, on it's an ipo trick it's an ipo yeah. trick <laughs> okay so they, they they the dog associates the smell from the cologne with the collar being with, on with the collar being on so they just put that on before competition no left <sighs> he's got it on me hey <laughs> for all y'all people out there listening <laughs> hey that's some. That's some. Now I'm gonna have to start smelling dogs' neck at the, as a judge. I'm gonna go up to all dogs and hold your dog, sniffing them. Hey, I'll tell you another trick, right? I'll tell you another trick that I was using, right? And I don't use it anymore because this happened to me. So we were rewarding our dogs with our hats. This is your reward. So you go on the competition field, you got a hat on, right? I ain't gonna tell you, you can't wear a hat. So the dog is looking at your hat the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
one day I was riding and I had Casino in the back seat out of his crate. And he grabbed the back of my damn head <laughs> and took my hat off. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm driving. I'm scared as shit, man. I'm like, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Ever since then, I never used my hat as a reward. <laughs> yeah. Shucks, but, man. Uh, yeah, man. There's a lot of tricks people use out there, but that cologne is one of the best. Yeah, I got I got to um I got to do that. <laughs> so, um what's what's up with um Classic now? Where is he in his career? He's going for a level 2. He should be competing next month. Um definitely going to um Orlando in October. I'll probably be there. To compete. Yeah, I'm going to compete out there. Um but yeah, he's doing good. I'm taking a lot slower with him than I did his dad. Uh overall, Mm, people think I'm crazy when I say this. I think he's an overall better dog than his dad. He's got a clear, no, I ain't gonna say clear head. He's a little bit more flashy. Do you think it's the dog or, or your evolution? I think it's me. I think it's me. Uh, I think over the years I learned. Give me this. Things not to do. And uh, it's, it set him up for a better dog. I think the dog after him would be even better than him. Cool. Yeah. I, I, do you feel like you should wait until a dog is, like, level three ready before you do level PGC? Because mm. I know people who do that. They wait until their dog's, like, three, four years no. old, and then they start their career. No. Okay. No. One reason I don't think so is because the older the dog gets, mm-hmm. it's more wear and tear on his body. Or these mm-hmm. dogs are athletes. Right. They're not the pet couch potato dogs. They're athletes. So these dogs need to get acupuncture, chiropractors. Uh, my dogs get that because my dogs get put through a lot mm-hmm. to get ready. Casino was, when he got his level three, he was working on a partial torn ACL. Mm-hmm. He had root canal, all of that. That's why I don't do anything with him now. All the jumping and all the cool stuff, I don't do it as much with the classic just because I did it with Casino. Mm-hmm. And I see what it put his body through. But to answer your question, level three ready and then go do a PDC? No. I think level one ready, do a PDC. Level two ready, level one. Level three ready. A level up. Yep. Always one train down. Up. Never train up, always train down. But all the way from the three to the one to the PDC, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know some man, some people got a dog like crazy, crazy, crazy control. They haven't had him in nothing yet. I'm talking about, you know, no, that's crazy. he can do, he probably get into it with a high level too, you know. And then, oh, really? He's that good? Yeah, and then they don't do nothing with it. Then end up with a dog croaking on you, put all your time yeah, in. <laughs> Yeah, man, because it happens. Oh, who you tell? I know. Hey, man, I had a $40,000 horse. I had him three months. He had an aneurysm in his neck and bled out. Wow. 40 grand, man. 40, yeah, man. Yeah. Did you at least but, get him collected or anything? No. He was a young horse. He was getting young. ready for competition. God, ready for competition. What, what exactly but, are you doing with your horses? Raining cow horse. It's a, it's a competition with horses. So you like yeah. roping the cows. That's what the people do. No, right? no, 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 no. When you say they, raining, they what you mean? Cows, 
I seen your video. It's hard okay. to explain. I seen your video. It's not but, like uh, barrel racing and then. No, no, okay. But with your holler, I don't know how expensive your dog is, mm-hmm. but I highly recommend putting life insurance on your dog. Okay. Yeah, I really, really advise that. If it's a working dog, you can put life insurance on. A lot of people don't know that. Casino has a nice policy. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't even know. Well, I'm pretty sure they got dogs that have yeah, life insurance. Horses got it too. I, I, uh, at the most, I was just if I have a male dog, I was going to get them collected. I'm talking about as soon as they're able yeah. to, you know, and they sh- on ice. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm doing it, and then you're doing it a couple of times a month. You know, like you go yeah. out there, you wait next month, do it again, next month, do it. yeah. Casino, so, casino been around for a long time. After he's dead and gone. He'll, yeah. he'll still be around. His he should be around. He should be like um, Barry too, almost. He just like his daddy. <laughs> yeah, he should be. He should be like that. I mean, because you you started a line that's uh pretty consistent in, in workability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, they're, so, they're pretty good, man. I'm proud of them, dog. How how is your uh like how's your vetting for like uh? The females that you breed them to my females not your females if somebody wants to use casino it's the oh man i'm really selective i'm really selective i've bred to uh katrina because katrina she's high up in psa mm-hmm. bred to her dogs i know her dog genetically health tested i know all of that stuff mm-hmm. um a lady out in orlando she's big on testing her dogs also only person i let slip through the crack that I didn't know if he was genetically tested, hip, and all that stuff, was the lady out in South Carolina. The dog that you're training, I bred Casino to the one that Con bred to. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yeah, that's the only one. But um, I knew the dog had to be okay because um, Charlie had her. Okay. From what I heard, Charlie had her. But um, that's the only one. So, But when the dogs, when it comes to, like, Drive-wise, the dog's got to work. Oh, I'm not breeding it. I'm not breeding my dog. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I'm not talking about nothing like that. Like, you know, anything that I put my hands on is going to uh-huh. be working, working at a high level, even if they're yeah. not. Because I haven't I haven't done a lot of sport. And then my the clientele that I have, they're not. I'm they're trying not to get them into it. And they don't they don't they're not really feeling it. You know what I'm saying? So but they just want good dogs. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You need to get one of these dogs, man. I've been looking. You I, go back and look at your messages, bro. I've been texting you since <laughs> you said, 2000, ever, 2016. Yeah, we got uh, back and forth. Okay, okay, but every okay, time okay, I, okay. I I text you, it says, "Yeah, man, they this much, but they also doubt." And I'm like, "They're not even born yet." Like, I'm thinking I'm getting I up know, man. early it in sucks. the game. It sucks, man. Hey, I got you down now. Whenever you're ready to get one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold you down. Yeah, I'll man. Give somebody they, uh, deposit back. It it might be a while now though, cause I got two yeah. already. But but if anything, I'll definitely breed to one of your males for sure. Yeah, I got I, I got a few of them you can breed to. Yeah, I got a, I got a few casino sons too. Okay. Yeah, That's and then solid. That's solid. Man, you looking around like somebody following you or something? I'm looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> Company. I'm trying to remember their number. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> We're talking about classic and thinking he's going to be better and the next dog going to be better than that dog and, and so forth. And you're training evolution from dog to dog. Yeah, man. Classic, classic got good because of the mistakes I made with Casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I think when when you say you're gonna try, you're trying, you're going for the twos or threes when he goes in Orlando. Two in September, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll probably do my second leg in October in Orlando. Second leg of the twos. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they do that? I don't. I don't remember being like that. Like all these legs to. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't want people to skate by. So they say, if you can do it once, do it twice. Yeah, that sounds like the people who they get in level one now. Level one, you have to pass it twice. Okay, but the same stuff. Same stuff. But level one, they got all these different surprise scenarios mm-hmm. in the bike work, so it could be different. Yeah, I'm. That's not. I'm. I'm not worried about none of that. The biting stuff. I don't. I'm not worried about it at all. It's the control part. It's the. Not even the control, because I feel like my dog can do PSA three level stuff. It's just the precision. Like I'll fail on like, like the crispiness. You got know what I'm saying? Yeah, the flashy, the flashy look. Hey, the thing about the threes. Your phone muted. Long zero, any of the exercises, you got a really good chance to pass them. If you zero something, you pretty much done. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm on. I'm. I'm. I'm on my way. I mean, I'm. I'm definitely gonna start putting all my dogs in it. You know, but my. You know, I think my start. I think a lot of people do that. Revert to their start the way they started doing something. Like I started in personal protection, so. You know, some of the training goes back. Like, like I need to know if my dog is going to bite for real before I'm holding on to him forever. You got me? Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of like some people play that, that the points game and they do this, they do the same thing. It's like IGP. They do the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And so the dog knows the routine better than you, almost like a agility dog, you know? Yeah. That's what happened to me in level two, but that's why you got to do random training. You always got to do random stuff because the random stuff is going to prepare you for the level threes. Right. Which is good. I like that. I like that. Always do random stuff. Never do anything that's inside of the box. Think outside the box. Yeah. And that, I I think me and our whole crew is good at just doing crazy stuff. That's just random off the cuff. Anything that we kind of think about. Like you all's background, the personal protection background. Mm Mm-hmm. Use that mindset, and you go to PSA. You excel. You excel when you get to the house though, because you're so used to doing random stuff. Yep. Let's do that. There you go. Oh, let's try this. It'll, it, it'll help my dog out. And then when you get to level three, you like the dog is like all these directionals. I've been doing this all my life. Right, right, right. Like the back of his hand. Or yeah. His <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I I don't even know besides. You and Jared Wolf, it's not too many other people that I really follow in the sport. Huh? Me and who? Jared Wolf. Oh, Wolf, hey, Wolf funny, man. Your, your sound went out. Hey, he, 
Say what? No, you good. You good. Yeah, Wolf. Wolf. That's a good dude, man. I met him at Nationals in Jersey. Okay. Yeah, he seems pretty cool. He's a cool dude. He got that dog that seems to be on point. So. Oh, that dog's on point. Yeah, I want to see how far he takes him, but. Yeah, that yeah. dog's gonna be something to deal with. Yeah, I like him a lot from just from what I've seen. Yeah, but. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm on the other side. That poison person protection, I ain't gonna say it got my mind poisoned, but I need to know that kind of stuff before I start. You know what I'm saying? Doing no, man, the... you, you got the right mindset, bro. Like, always think personal protection first, sport second. I'm doing sport because I don't want to wait and wait on for somebody to break in before my dog <laughs> Right. I don't yeah. want to wait for somebody to come jack me from my car for my dog to bike. You do sport to prepare you if you ever need your dog some people are like man sport dog purse protection you can't send your dog out to bite nobody no you can't legally you, you're not going to be sending your dog at someone but yeah. if my life depends on it i don't give a damn about legal <laughs> right my life exactly i deal with it in court you're gonna carry me by two you're gonna you're gonna judge me by 12 you ain't carry me by six right. that's my mindset Right. If I gotta send my dog on you, I'm gonna send him on you. Yes. That yeah, I mean that's how I see it anyway. But you know first protection first, man. I always use that. Yeah, man. I, I didn't rat ass with nobody else <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know that you had the uh protection background. I think a long time ago I seen this video, and you know our our the dog community is super soft now, so and they don't like to critique a dog for what he's supposed to be doing and that's i think yeah. that's why we have all of these failures as far as police dogs are concerned you know what i'm saying um so i seen you do a video where you walked in this guy's backyard i guess he said the dog's gonna bite or something and then y'all y'all went through his uh to the side gate or whatever and went in the fence and the dog was he didn't bite man i remember that like yesterday he swerving down that dog was gonna bite. Man, we just we just did this probably a month ago. Uh, probably a month ago. This dude he called me and he's a friend of mine, but I didn't know the other guy who had the dog. And he's like, Man, I keep telling this guy that this dog ain't gonna bite for real. He said his dog then bit a couple people, this, that, and the other. He gonna you can't go in his yard, this, that, and the other. Man, so I went over there with Marcus. Marcus went in this people backyard, walked around, he had a car back there, just did everything. Then then I said, um, I said 250 more. We bet you 250 more that we get your dog, leash it up, and take it out the yard. Oh, you're not gonna be able to touch her. This is after she didn't go, you know, she did the dog didn't bite. He was like, so <laughs> we got the dog on the leash, walked out, started petting her. I said, man, you want to look at her teeth? Look her, look at her how teeth look. You probably didn't get this close up on her yet. Shells, man, he was so mad. He was ready to get rid of <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you. Yes, indeed. So you say, uh, would, would you say a Malinois is your favorite breed? Your breed of choice now? Yeah, but what I do, yeah. But all around. So if you had to do everything again, you would get a Malinois 100%. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, because my heart is still with pit bulls, but I just feel like they're not as smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Like they when it comes to what I do, mm-hmm. I like a flashy. I like the flashiness of a mellow one. I like it's like corsos, right? I love corsos. But you're not gonna take a Tahoe and put them on a the racetrack against a Ferrari. You're right. not gonna do it. Right. You're not gonna win. You're not gonna take a Ferrari. And put him out on some land to move dirt around like you would a Kubota excavator. Right. You know, so, they have their, they have pros and cons. A good bread corso mm-hmm. inside the house is probably better than a Malawa inside the house. Right. The reason I say better is because it's going to be a lot more chill when there's nothing going on. A Malawa more than likely is going to make your life a living hell. If you're not a good trainer. Right. Or if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, tearing up your cars and your house and everything. I done lost, everything. I done lost the whole ceiling to my car. And I'm like, why would you bite on that? The, he tore the whole, I'm talking about down to the metal, bro. Ripped bro, the whole ceiling off my truck. Casino plucked every headrest off my Tahoe and they all the seatbelts. I guess he was like, you have a wreck? Seatbelt gonna kill you. You gonna get whiplash from not having a head rest. <laughs> Man, I could. Whew, the things I wanted to do to that bounce. Yeah, boy. Who you telling, boy? And they they wild, man. People don't know, man. Every I think it's a fad now. Just melanoir. It's like a melanoir craze to just go out and get a melanoir. But you definitely need to research the breed before you get it. This is not a. It's not a pet. Like it's not. It's not a pet. It's not. If it's if you have it as a pet, it's not gonna be fun. You're gonna want to kill it if you don't have it working. You're gonna it's gonna do a lot of things to to really aggravate you. Nothing fun about having a pet Malawar. No, unless unless it's watered down. If it's watered down, make a great pet. There's a lot of them out there. There's watered yeah, down. If it's some real fire, <laughs> if it's some real fire, you're gonna know it's real fire. Right. Yep. Yes, indeed. But you so you got any more breedings coming up? Yeah, I have a couple of breeders that I got coming up. Okay. What you well, I, I don't even know how to ask that, but to you ask how much my dog costs. No, 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 no. Talking about like the feet, the high level to the high level, like how would you rate the females? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people have uh, dogs I'll and then this. my number one female mm-hmm. is karma. Okay. That's the number one female. You didn't did that breeding a couple of few times already, right? Yeah, that, that's it's hard to beat that breeding. Right. Yeah. But I'm done with that breeding now. Okay. This was her last one and I retired her. My dog don't even look like she ever had a litter of puppy. How do you how do you feel about the size? Because I, I like a I don't want a, a donkey, but I want something with a little thump to it, you know, like a little Man, stopping size, you know, at least yeah, some of them. I, I've had some of them in the litter that was small for me, mm-hmm. but majority of the average weight is 72, 75 pounds. Typical Malinois size, about the average. Yeah, Karma, the female, she weighs 65 pounds. Okay, she's a nice size, bitch. Yeah, I had I had a damn 80 pound bitch. I bred her to her grandson, bitch? yes, had a had a bred her to her grandson and guess what the puppies came all of them was like 45 50 pounds they was tiny 
I said, what the hell is going on? I don't know. I don't even know how that happened, but because they both were big. I, I bred a dog named Magnum. He was a a, a police dog. I uh, sold him to his department in South Carolina. And then I bred him to my dog, Ziva. You, that's the dog you probably see me with. She would have been like 12 years old now. That's the first dog I was competing with. She had floppy ears. But 45 pound puppy. Man, them suckers was they was hot, but they was they was tiny. Pocket rocket. Yeah, I said, what the hell happened? But I think it was just too tight genetically. I don't know. Well, you party as hell, boy. I don't know what the hell happened, but it was it was small. So I didn't do the no breedings back to her line, you know. Yeah. Or none of her, because that was her grandson. You figured out. Like, I'm not gonna call the name, but I did a breeding to one dog to one of my um casino and call my daughters. Mm-hmm. I did not like the puppies. Working wise or side? Huh? Working wise or they side? The working. I oh. didn't like it. It wasn't a good mix. Really so good mix. have you so this is another thing that people think that they're gonna have good working dogs like out of I want to say, like, say you have 10 puppies and you bred Casino and Karma. My belief is if that you have six puppies out of the 10 working good, that's a success. Yeah. But some people believe if they have a Casino and Karma puppy, it's going to work. Like, it's just going to be this top-notch no. stuff. And I try to tell them, no. like, I have a few duds from almost every litter. Like, I have a few that... I'm not gonna say that everyone duds. Everyone gets some duds. Everyone gets yeah, some duds. Yeah, that's what, exactly. And people yeah. don't, people don't understand that you have to be, you know, when I go to buy a dog, I want to be that first to third pick, and if else, I'll wait. You know, I'll wait till and, I'm. And it's funny you say that. So with my dogs, mm-hmm. I've turned so many people away because they want to come pick their own dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, I pick them because the reason why, like, you get somebody who wants to buy a dog that's not a competitor. They mm-hmm. want to pick a dog and let the dog pick them. Oh, his color is so pretty. He he came up to me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Either I select your puppy or you don't get one. No hard feelings. I don't care. In, in that dog. case, I wouldn't be, as the consumer, I wouldn't be upset because it's you. You got what I'm saying? But some people get some people get upset with me. But if I'm like, no, I'm picking my dog based on the career path that he or she is taking. If they're not going to be working. Why would you went mute? They call me complaining about the dog tearing up everything. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. Or, or you'll be replacing dogs. So, yeah. Yeah. So basically, so if you have a if you have a, a dog and they come, just say they put their money down first. So they say, I want first pick. Even some people pay extra for the kid a, a first pick puppy and don't do nothing with it. They come out, they get the best puppy to litter and it's just sitting. The dog's two years old and you're like, hey man, what you gonna do with that dog? Oh, nothing. I was gonna take him all the way, but I just, I'm just gonna let him chill. Hey, that's their favorite saying, man. I would go and plan to take him all the way, man. You must be oh. getting, yeah, you must be getting blown up. Well, you like yeah. the, you like the like president. Back to the ranch. Yeah, so they, they need to get you back over there. I said, man, he hey, Hey man, I'm always I'm always out there 
checking on the guys out at the ranch, making sure they're doing everything right. But I'm always looking for some other people. I'm just going to steal his number off the truck. How, how's that going for you, man? I've seen that uh, you're building a ranch. Are you building a, like a training facility there or just uh, yeah, car stuff? Let me, let me put, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. About the ranch? Thinking about the ranch? We're building a new facility out there. Okay. It's going to be so nice, bro. I believe you. Keep me kind of quiet. Keep me kind of quiet. But I'm going I'm to put it out there, man. It's really, really nice. Competition, really nice. competition field? Competition field is going to have stadium lights outside. But the inside is going to be really, really sweet. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. I'm going to invite you down, man. Okay, Hey, cool. bring your cowboy boots. Okay, for sure. For sure, you know I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a farm boy anyway. Like I I I raise pigs and I do it all. Chicken. Let me tell you one more quick story before I get out of here. So the other day, a guy that has some land out by mine, he said, "Derek, I seen this pig out on your land." So I'm thinking it's a wild hog. Mm-hmm. So I leave from my horse trainer like an hour away. I get there, that that damn pig is still there. So I go get my gun. And so, hey, so I go get my gun. I'm on my four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. I go over there. He's in there with one of my horses at. They got, she just had another baby, right? So I get out of going there, and the pigs are running. I said, oh, shoot. You know, they said wild hogs don't come get you. Man, I ain't never killed no wild hog, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty good with a pistol, right? Yeah. That sucker went running. I shot the boom, he hit the ground. <laughs> All that bullshit, right? So, I seen it. I gave him to one of my workers, and my worker went down the street and showed one of my neighbors. He was like, "Hey, man, Mr. Rose killed a wild hog on this property." The neighbor said, "It looks like my damn pig." Bruh, a pot belly pig, bro. Damn. I killed my neighbor's pot belly pig. Thinking how to kill a damn bro. Damn. Yeah, we gonna have to get you. We gonna have to let you. You go. You should have known it wasn't wild. A pot belly. <laughs> hey, brother. Let me let me get out of here, bro. Let All right, man. You. Take it easy, man. It was nice having you on, bro. And until next hey, time, man. we'll see you. It's a pleasure, my brother. All Take right. it easy.